0: Well, everyone, we're starting the book of Haggai um, around the time uh, when uh, Cyrus the Great had allowed the the captured um, Jews in Babylon to return home. And they, um, I believe the prophet Daniel was telling him that God wanted the people to go home to rebuild the temple. And so, you know, he lets them go. He lets them go back to rebuild their temple, to fulfill the promises. And, uh, so this is, uh, during the year of Darius, the king, he's the, he is still, uh, you know, Jerusalem is still being, uh, apparently occupied. Um, and at this point in time, um, the word of the Lord came to the hand of Haggai. um, And you've got um, Zerubbabel, who's the governor there, and Joshua, um, the high priest. So um, the the first uh, verse says, The second year of Darius, the king in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by um, the hand of Haggai the prophet to Zerubbabel, the son of um, Sheltel, governor of Judah or Judea, um, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak the high priest. So we've got the governor of Judah and Joshua, son of the high priest there. So very, very um, um, particular introduction here. It's, uh, uh, my study Bible says this is the... um, August 29th, 520 B.C., as it's very particular in the dates. Um, The timeline is the first day, is the day um, of a new moon festival, and thus uh, it was a day of public worship. So we jump right into the story. There's not a lot of um, setup here. Uh and then the verse two, uh we we jump right into the problem. Uh verse two, thus says the Lord of hosts. Haggai again says, Look, this is not coming from me. He's saying, Okay, here's what God says. The people say that the time is not come to rebel the house of the Lord. Verse three, then the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet verse 4 it um excuse me is it a time for you yourselves to dwell in your panel houses while this house lies in ruins okay so we've got a very fast opening to this book not a lot of setup um we get the date and the time then the lord says um this is what the people are saying And then God asks a rhetorical question to put it sort of back on them. And um, Haggai doesn't mince a lot of words. It's the Lord of hosts. And my study Bible says over one-third of all references in the Bible uh, to the Lord of hosts come from the book of Haggai, believe it or not. It's referring to the Lord's power and authority, uh, the leader of all heavenly or earthly armies. Um, it, it's a very sharp contrast to who he is versus what his people say they are um, or where they are in their hearts. And uh, I think it's interesting that the people just are given an expectation from the Lord. These are people who've just come out of captivity, being exiled in Babylon. This is a new generation that that grew up in Babylon. They kind of got used to living in a in a nice city, almost like the generation of Jews who just got released from captivity in Egypt and then then they get out to the to the wilderness and then um uh, then they start complaining and grumbling then the people in uh captivity in Babylon they get released they come back home and uh they don't so much as grumble but they say you know what it's you know we acknowledge god thank you god but it's just not time yet because they're, they're worried about getting their houses built for themselves. They're worried about their priorities. They probably have a lot of big to-do lists, just like we do today. Maybe this is a picture of where their hearts are. If their hearts are centered on God, everything would be revolving around what God needs them to do. McGee asks the question, or poses the, the, the question, you know, haven't you noticed a lot of people saying, oh, it, it's God's will that I do this, or it's God's will that I do that, or it must be God's will that I, you know, I move to a new place, or it's, you know, we, we get real good at assigning what God's will must be. When we're doing what we want, we want to do right. I mean, it's never God's will that we work really hard. It's never God's will that we give up things for Him. It's never God's will that we swallow our pride. It's you know, it might not be God's will that I have to forgive this person. I think it's God's will that I just leave them alone. And God says. Is it a time for you yourselves to dwell in your panel houses while this house lies in ruins? That house represents God's will. That house represents God's dwelling place. What about your own spiritual house? Is it God's will that we read our Bibles and build up our own spiritual house? Or is it God's will that we, we don't? Is it God's will that we try to stay in His Word? Or maybe it's not God's will that I do it, quote, today, or I read the Bible today. Isn't it amazing how we just assign, quote, God's will? And when we do that, we talked about Generation Zero the other day when we were studying the book of Jude and the book of Amos, a generation that places his faith in only what it can see. But isn't it interesting that how fast a generation sets itself up to be judgmental, but also it sets itself up to, to being a prophet. If you go around telling people it's God's will, you're trying to prophesy. you're actually telling people what God's will is. That's you' like being a false prophet. If the people are saying the time hasn't come, they're taking it upon themselves to act like little mini prophets. Oh, it's not God's will. Oh, it is God's will that I build my house. Oh, really? Wow. So we'll stop here as we get into Haggai asking some big, powerful questions. Actually, causing us to pause, slow down, look at our own selves. Are we judging one another or are we self prophesying? God bless you all. Keep your heart centered on Christ. Now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co host, and uh, Zambia, Matali. Mitali, hope you're doing great. Look forward to listening to your opening remarks on uh, your study on Haggai as we uh, start this study in this very, very interesting book, Haggai. God bless you all. We'll see you next time.
1: Hello. So today we begin our study in the Old Testament book of Haggai and Our study today is beginning at Haggai chapter 1, beginning at verse 1 all the way to verse 4. So just a brief introduction of who Haggai was. I'll read uh, the introduction from my um, Bible and that's the King James Version, the New King James Version Bible and it reads, with the Babylonian exile in the past and a newly returned group of Jews back in the land. The work of rebuilding the temple can begin. However, 16 years after the process is began, the people have yet to finish the project for their personal affairs have interfered with God's business. Haggai preaches a fiery series of sermonettes designed to stir up the nation to finish the temple. He calls the builders... To renewed courage in the Lord, renewed holiness of life and renewed faith in God who controls the future. So this book is about Haggai talking about, um, for me, I, 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 would, I would say he's talking about priorities. Like what are we prioritizing in our lives? You know, um, we tend to most of the times, um, put things aside when, um, situations and things become tough in life and say this is not the will of god and if these are things of god but we tend to prioritize our personal things things of the flesh uh would go at you know extreme lengths to actually just um achieve something that has to do with materialistic things but when it comes to god's things we tend to always like put it aside if life and things and situations become tough and we always just say um you know, maybe it's not God's will. Maybe this is not my path. So Haggai puts a great emphasis upon the word of the Lord. So verse 1 of our study today reads, In the second year of King Darius, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came to Haggai, the prophet uh, the prophet to Zerubbabel, the son of Sheol, she- Tael, governor of judah and to joshua the son of jeho zadak the high priest saying so here um let me just read verse two saying thus says thus uh speaks the lord of hosts saying this people saying this people says the time has not come the time that the lord's house should be built so let me just read that again thus speaks the lord of hosts saying this people says the time has not come the time that the lord's house should be built so at verse one you know here we're actually geared uh into a calendar so um Haggai gives a time frame and a period, um, you know, he records the time frame and periods in, in, in the calendar and when exactly it happened. So we are geared to a calendar here of the times of the Gentiles. So the Lord Jesus Christ had said, Jerusalem shall be trodden down by the Gentiles till the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And this actually still holds true today. Um, today is the time of the Gentiles. We don't see, you know, Jewish, um, the 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 Jewish people ruling and reigning in, um, you know, around the world or in Jerusalem and Judah. So it's not geared anymore to the the Vedic line um, you know, that line was cut off and now it's the time of the Gentiles. So here, um, scripture reads, um, the first day of the sixth month. And cause it says in the second year of King Darius in the sixth month on the first day of the month. So according to the Jewish calendar, um, this, um, you know, September the 1st, it's, it, it's, it's basically talking about, um, this is actually uh, September the 1st, 520 BC. So Zerubbabel is the political ruler. And Zerubbabel means, it's a Babylonian name. It means uh sown in Babylon or raised in Babylon. And his name is Babylonians because he was actually born in Babylonian captivity. And then we have Joshua, who is the religious ruler. So here there is... um a political ruler and um, a religious ruler that's what we actually have so um now we've established here so the sixth month here is you know uh september and it's september the first 520 bc and um here haggai is actually taking the word of the lord to the two um rulers who were um who were um, at that time uh, ruling the these people so verse 2 goes on to read and I read it let me just read it again Thus speaks the Lord of hosts saying this people says the time has not come the time that the Lord's house should be built so here is you know is what actually God is saying so God is speaking through uh, the prophet Haggai and God is saying, you know, he says the people were actually saying, this is what the people were actually saying. So when they actually first returned back to the land, they returned with, you know, the great anticipation and enthusiasm, but they met, you know, a, like very huge obstacles, a lot of obstacles which actually required a lot of effort and you know there was a lot of hardship and they actually became weary and discouraged when they began to build the temple because you know there was a lot of um, resistance and opposition and so many other hurdles and hindrances and so uh, they rationalized that you know maybe all these hindrances and, and hurdles it was just not the time to actually build so they actually decided to maintain the status quo and just leave it so um you know it's so hard um to to um to to actually like even today this holds true um with a lot of us um children of god you know when the situation becomes harder which you know tough and we tend to just say oh maybe it's just not god's will so it's it's so hard um to to actually um to actually do God's work um, and, and to just back off and just say, you know, um, this is probably, you know, not the right time to actually do this. So the temple foundation, uh, um, was actually laid, but the, the opposition of the Samaritans was intense that they actually stopped the building. And, you know, their excuse was the time is just, not right, the time has just not yet come. And today, many of us as Christians, you know, we live our lives, we often, you know, um, in, in a lot of situations, we often give up when we actually face difficulties and we say it's um, the Lord's will for me to actually do or, you know, do something else or go uh, a different direction. And this sort of attitude uh, from us, Christians, it's, it's covers, it ends up covering a multitude of sins. Um, because we just don't want to do, we don't want to put in effort rather, uh, to do God's work. Um, you know, when we can help, when we can actually put in as much effort, you know, when it comes, you know, when we can see the need and we have the ability to actually help we, and, and if the situation is just not favorable for us, um, we tend to just, you know, look the other way, you know, when things get tough. Um, so it's, it's actually not easy to be a Christian, but, you know, the effort must be put in just as much as we put in a lot of effort in just worldly material things. So it's, 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 it's so easy when things get rough to actually turn away from it and, um, you know, pick a different path or thing. So these people started to build the temple and things got hard um so if we, if we also go to the book of Nehemiah when they were actually building the walls they had a lot of opposition and they had the same kind of opposition um in building the temple uh the people in um Haggai's time and the people turned it off and you know they actually started saying it's not the lord's time um to actually do this so they just decided to find the easy way out and Haggai is now going to give them Um, an answer to the opposition that this, you know, the opposition that they were putting up, that this was not the Lord's time to actually rebuild. And this is the message now that he will actually give, um, his, he will actually give them you actually give them the answer. And, you know, this is a message, um, the first message that was given on the 1st of September, like because this, you know, we're geared to a calendar. So this message was given on the 1st of September, 520 BC. And here is God's answer. So that verse, let me read verse three, and it says, Then the word of the Lord came to Haggai the prophet, saying, um, Let me read verse four, It is time for you yourselves to dwell in your panelled houses and this temple to lie in ruins so here um he is giving god's answer haggai is giving god's answer and he always says you know throughout the whole book of haggai he always says then the word of the lord so it's the he's giving out he's not just dreaming up ideas in his head he's giving out uh, the word of the lord so in verse 4 you know the point was that these people Um, you know, said it wasn't time to actually build the Lord's house because verse four reads, it is time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in waste. So um, these people were saying it wasn't time to actually build the Lord's house, but they all built their own houses. And it seemed to have been time to build their own houses, even in difficulties. You know, when they moved back uh, from Babylon, to the, to the land, there was still difficulties, but they managed to build their own houses. And, you know, it's always interesting today how a lot of people actually promise to help um, in the things of God. You know, they always say, no, 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 I will help. And, you know, they say the Lord's leading them. And then the, later on, you know, when things get a bit rough and tough, they actually just back off, so they turn around and say, "Maybe it's not the lord's will to actually help at this time, so when things get rough, this is um, you know how people people tend to actually decide like um people actually tend to just you know turn around and say it's not god's will, but it's something that's um you know but when it comes to something that's um of you know, our own selfish means, like, um, you know, we're going to benefit something, you know, materialistically, we actually see we actually see it through or we make that effort. You know, that effort is actually put in so much and we see it through um, even if uh, times are hard. Because it's for something, it's for selfish needs. But when it comes to actually God's things, we tend to, um, and things just get rough, you say, oh no, this is just not the right time. So these people were all living in, um, you know, in paneled houses and they were difficult times when they moved back. Um, but you know, they actually overcame these difficulties to build their own houses, but they were not able to actually overcome, um, the difficulties to actually build the Lord's house. Uh, and, you know, their excuse was, um, the time was not it. It wasn't right. It's not the Lord's will. So just because it's difficult and hard, that doesn't mean it's not the Lord's will. We don't know, you and me, we don't know anything about the will of God. I mean, I can't decide for God today. So, um... You know, we ought to ask ourselves, how much time are we spending on ourselves? You know, on materialistic things that just don't even matter. You may have all the wealth in the world, but that doesn't matter. That's not going to save you. So how much time are we spending on just materialistic silly things? And how much time are we, you know, putting in? And how much time are we, you know, how many things are we doing for God? How much time are we putting in for God today? So this book is so practical, you know. It's a very uncomfortable book and, you know, we have to ask very uncomfortable questions. And, you know, it, it makes us think, um, you know, how exactly are we living our lives? How hypocritical are we today? So these people were saying it's not the time for God's house to be built. And God is telling them, then how is it time that, you know, your houses have been built? Because it's the same difficult times. It's the same effort that you actually put in. So there is a lot of hypocrisy in the church today. And um, you know, I'll give an example. I've seen churches, you know, um, today, you know, they it's it's so weird because, you know, you have certain churches, um, you know, they 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 can't even um you know, the church you find okay, yeah, they they, they would buy like maybe a luxury car for their pastor but at the end of the day they don't even have a permanent uh, place of worship they actually rent out a building because they say they don't have the money there and then to actually build the church they would rather they they would rather say you know why should our pastor drive a scruggety, ruggedy car um when we can actually buy him you know the latest mercedes um and you know i tend to look at it like you know priorities don't you think it's easier you know that money you could have diverted it and you know i don't know bought a piece of land and built a church um and you know where everybody can actually um you know like um worship like it's it's a permanent uh worship place um than actually looking at you know how Your pastor is actually going to drive to church in this luxury car. So, you know, but, um, you know, those are their priorities, I guess. Um, So when people are actually comfortable and satisfied, they actually don't want to hear a disturbing voice. So Haggai was, um, like Dr. Jeeva McGee had actually mentioned, um, he was like an alarm clock. An alarm clock is not something that's very popular. I remember when I was in boarding school, we all hated alarm clocks. We just never liked them. They were just never popular at all. You never find an alarm clock, you know, uh, in a museum. Like, oh, hey, this alarm clock was made by such and such a person. And nowadays, you know, they're trying to make like alarm clocks that, you know, um, have a nice sound and, you know, nice soothing, um, Um, nice soothing sound, but it's still an alarm clock. You know, nobody wants to actually be disturbed in that peaceful slumber and, you know, when you're just in this comfortable uh, position where you're satisfied. No one wants actually to be disturbed. And Haggai was like an alarm clock reminding people, like people were comfortable and were satisfied and they were saying, oh no, it's not the right time, let's just leave it. And Haggai was like, no, it was the right time for you to build paneled houses, but it's not the right time to build uh, the Lord's temple. So, People don't want to hear a disturbing voice, a disturbing sound. You know, they don't want to hear truth or reason. And Haggai was that voice of truth and reason. Haggai was like an alarm clock. He told it as it was. He woke people up from, um, you know, where they were actually complacent. So people were numb to his message. And they didn't want to hear it. They had just come out from... Their captivity and they were like oh hey we're just settling in we can do this later they just come out from their captivity in babylon and haggai is attempting to actually wake them up and to do something for god so this is very practical you know it wakes us up what are you doing for god what are you investing most of your time in is it uh you know materialistic things to achieve a selfish end or you know when it comes to doing god's will god's work Um, and when things just turn a little bit you know hard you say oh you know what maybe this is not the right time and maybe this is not God's will you don't know God's will I don't know God's will so let's not be hypocritical let's put in the same effort and even more that we actually put in when it comes to just materialistic silly things Uh, let's just put in that effort to do uh, you know God's uh, the things, um, of God, God's work. So, yeah, this is the introduction and, um, to the book of Haggai. It's going to be a, an interesting ride. I hope you all, um, enjoyed this particular topic as much as I did. Thank you all for listening in. God bless you and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye.